So your 1-0 Trojans were back in full pads on practice Tuesday morning for a really humid, and it was warm, uh, morning session practice. And is USC a top 10 team? We're going to talk about that on this episode of Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we're free. And I really do appreciate you coming along for the ride. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you are watching on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. It means a lot more than you know. And if you got any feedback, you know where to drop it. You can give me some, drop some comments there on YouTube. I've got my Twitter up there, at Mark Culkin. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. As I tell you, every episode without you, I'm kind of wasting my time talking to myself. So talk to me. Tell me what you want. All right. Um, look. First of all, I hope everyone, this might be our second episode this week, but I do hope uh, everyone had a really great holiday weekend. It was a nice long one. I think I found Dante's 10th circle of hell, and it's it's the California heat wave. Um, I mentioned at the very top of the show, it was, a, uh, it, was, it was warm this morning. Guys were practicing out there by 8.15, 8.20, and it was already 80 degrees. Uh, but when the humidity is... Part of the uh, equation as well, uh, you really can work up a good lather. I sweat profusely as it is, so um, yeah, I can remember those days having to put on the pads or just practice when it's a hot and muggy day. It's, it's really uncomfortable, and it's going to be worse tomorrow in the afternoon on Wednesday when they practice. Um, it's usually the hottest part of the afternoon when they'll be uh, stepping out there on the field. Enjoy it. The morning sessions are fun, right? Uh, this week, uh, the team is uh, prepping up for Stanford. So, um, yeah, it's a good time to uh, have a good physical practice. And they had one of those uh, on Tuesday. And because they're going to be going on the road, uh, this is when uh, the practice routine kind of changes up a little bit. Uh, when the team plays at home, uh, the offense plays Cardinal. And vice versa, when they go on the road, the defense will now don the Cardinal jerseys during practice and offense wears the white. Um, injury report from practice today. I'm only, look, I'm allowed to talk about these injuries going forward <laughs> publicly uh, because Lincoln Riley mentioned their names during the post-practice presser. I'm not going to get into this right now. Um, however, uh, the injury reports going forward are going to be much more vague. And uh, that's, uh, that's coming from the top. Anyways, so uh, Ray Lee Brown, sprained right ankle, has him questionable. And I'm using the word questionable for Saturday's game. Um, look, he's been doing a lot this week. Um, we'll get into some quotes a little bit later here. Um, but I, when today's practice, uh, 
when the team was doing their, or at least for a portion of their skip and stretch, I was watching uh, strength, and, strength and conditioning coach Benny Wiley, ironically, doing some handoffs to uh, to Ray Leak. So typically Benny is, you know, running the skip and stretch. He was working, uh, doing some one-on-one work with, uh, with Ray Leak. After about five, ten minutes, maybe five minutes, um, both of them went over and joined the rest of the team. So maybe Benny wanted to get just some bird's eye view, whether he just to kind of gauge of how much uh, Rayleigh would be able to handle uh, during Tuesday's practice session. That's what I'm going to take from that. Uh, Dejon Benton, if you haven't seen or heard by now, he has a wrap soft cast, I would say, on his uh, on his hand, and um, I don't think he'll be available for this week's game. Um, but he did lead the team. He was what? Well, he didn't lead. He was fifth in tackles on the team uh, Saturday against Rice. So um, I don't know how much the team will miss him. He was, you know, obviously he was a starter. So I think they will miss his production, His, you know, uh, the effort that he brings. Um, at practice on Tuesday, you know, he was pacing the sidelines while the team was just doing their skip and stretch. You know, he looked like an expecting father. Um, Coach Dante Williams had to come over and he was trying to settle him down. And you know, I don't know what was being said, but it, it was a spirited conversation nonetheless. So um, you could tell that uh, Dejan wants to be out there with his guys, but um, they're going to have to uh, ease him back in. And he won't be able to play until he's medically cleared to play. And, uh, again, Lincoln Riley gave some quotes after practice. I'll get to those here. We'll get to those shortly. But I just wanted to go over what we were able to see during practice, and we'll come back to the, to what Lincoln said uh, specifically specifically about Ray Leak and Dejan um, and their availability for Saturday up on the farm when they play Stanford. Uh, wide receiver Michael Jackson III, he was suited up. Uh, after he was fourth, after he sat out the game against Rice, um, and when he came out for practice, I literally had to do a double take. Uh, I thought I was looking at Juju Schuster Smith. He's wearing number nine. We know Juju wore number nine. They have a very similar uh, body, and he is just yoked. I mean, zero body fat on this young man. Uh, so hopefully, uh, he'll be available this week. Um, up on when, when USC travels to play Stanford. He is off the island now, so he's part of the regular practice uh, general population, I guess we can call it. So as I mentioned, um, in the future, these, pra- these injury reports are going to be, uh, they're going to border on the, on, the, on the vague realm. And depending on if the name gets mentioned or not by Lincoln Riley after practice, I will be able to mention their name. So whether or not someone on campus sees Dejon running around, you know, with a cast on his hand, they can tweet about it, but the media can't. That was the directive. You figure out the, uh, you figure it out. Anyways, 
Uh, practice on Tuesday was very physical. So uh, Lincoln Riley is staying true to his word. Um, they are going to, and to use Alex Grinch's favorite thing, they're going to keep the guys straining uh, during the season. Uh, Wednesday, they will come out in shells and they'll start easing them up as they get closer to the, uh, to the game Saturday. So Wednesday shell, Thursday, they kind of pull back. And then Friday, they hit the road for the weekend. Whether or not they have a walkthrough before they leave, I'm not sure. Maybe we'll get some details on that, and I'll, I'll relay that to you if I can find out. Lots of pr- uh, tackling at practice um, for a physical Tuesday. Uh, Grinch, you know, again, he loves to make the guys strain on Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday and Friday, they get into the mental strain. Well, he, uh, you've seen... Uh, me uh, put out some video I would tweet. Uh, we call it the hustle drill, where the first team, second team, third team defense, they will sprint out to their, to their positions, and then when the ball is simulated being snapped, whichever direction the ball is snapped, those guys have to stop, drop, roll, and then race into the corner of the end zone to one of the assistant coaches that helps them break down um, when they get there. Well, first team didn't uh, put forth the effort and Coach Nua saw that. I can't use the words on this show um, explicitly, but it was bleeping sleepy. So um, first team had to do a redo. Yeah, one of those do it again type of situations. Uh, also during the uh, scout team defensive the defensive scout team work where they're going up against the offense. First team defense scout team offense just for clarification. Um, Austin Overn, uh, who is on partial scholarship, I believe, with the baseball team, preferred walk-on with the football team, had a touchdown reception. And that did not sit well with Eric Gentry or the defensive coordinator. Both were pretty ticked off. And because of that, um, they found themselves paying the uh, wind sprint piper. They literally stopped practice said, all right, line them up. All, the entire defense, including scout team defense, had to run a couple of wind sprints. Good job, Austin. Um, first team, second team defense, if you guys are out there, or if you're part of the rotation, um, you are also expected to come up with an interception when it hits your hands. And uh, Grinch was letting a few of the guys know, including Caitlin Bullock. So there was some drop opportunities out there, and he was just reminding the guys, you cannot let these opportunities drop at practice. Make it happen now. Uh, Basically, you know, he's getting these, like I said, he's straining. And he's getting them geared up for Stanford in a few days. Um, Also, hey, real quick note before we uh, close this one out, um, the the practice practice report part of uh, Locked on USC Former Oklahoma Sooner and Washington Husky, Bookie Radley Hiles was at practice today. Um, hey, maybe he's trying to get linked in with uh, his former coach for a job on staff. And did you know? That's right. <clears throat> you can look at LinkedIn this fall. Give me a moment here. 
I do apologize. I'm not sure what happened to my LinkedIn commercial, but we are going to read that here properly. All right. As you gear up for the fall, you're going to need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And the LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create free job posts in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That way you can spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experiences so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So go ahead, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Not sure what happened. I had that pulled up and it just disappeared on me. Nevertheless, um, we'll look ahead to uh, making sure we do that right in the future. And the team is looking ahead to Stanford this week. And Lincoln Riley was asked about it. You know, we, look, we, after practice, we wanted to get his thoughts on the team hitting the road for the first time. His first time on the road as USC's head coach. Uh, he said, um, look, we're excited, we're excited about going and playing on the road for the first conference game. As a program, if you want to be at a championship level, You've got to embrace going and playing on the road. These conference road games are like gold. Okay. He's right. Um, in this particular situation, this piece of gold, I guess, is this game is going to be on national TV. Um, and it's going to be prime time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN ABC. I think... Herb Street is going to be um, on the call. This is a good opportunity. Uh, well, you know, let's back up here for a second. That game against Rice was the perfect tune-up for Stanford. Uh, as I mentioned on uh, yesterday's, yesterday's show, um, the Rice staff has a lot of uh, strong Stanford ties to it. Um, however, the third, you know, Stanford, they are going to have better players and they run that system better. Shaw's been doing it there at, up there on the farm now for what, 12 years. So, um, yeah, it's pretty much who they are. They don't deviate from their style very often. Um, and, but if, there, look, if there was a flaw in last Saturday's, 66 to 14 win. Um, Stanford saw what we saw and Rice was able to run the ball on a few occasions. And if anybody wants to exploit a run, uh, a, a weakness on your defense and, it, and it's your weakness is stopping the run. 
I guarantee you Stanford is going to do their very best to exploit that weakness. So, um, you know, Stanford presents just a, another perfect opportunity for this defense to kind of to prove who they are um, and that can they stop the run. They had kind of a mixed results type of, you know, against Rice. They were good for the most part, but again, you know, those things that stick out is Kalen Bullock chasing uh, the guy 55 yards. You, you remember their quarterback being able to, to pick up a big chunk. So just they got to clean this up. They can't have those types of mistakes against Stanford. Um, and Lincoln Riley touched on that. You're going to have to clean the clean up the run game. Obviously, they present a lot of different challenges that way. Um, we had some moments in the last game where we uh, where we weren't clean in the run game, and some moments where we were. So we're going to need to be more consistent there. And then you know, Riley also reminded us after practice that Tanner McKee is you know he's a pretty good quarterback. And he's definitely better than what Rice was able to offer. Oh, look, if Rice had a better quarterback, uh, maybe the game had... USC would have won, but maybe the outcome would have been closer than 66-14. A lot of those passes were, you know, bat behind that caused the tips that led to the pick sixes, but... Um, again, Tanner McKee is going to be an NFL quarterback. He has those those abilities. And so Lincoln said, hey, look, you're facing a really high-level quarterback on top of it. So coverage has got to be sharp. Guys have got to do a good job getting pressure on them. It's going to take a little bit of everybody. Uh, you've got to play great team defense against a group, against a group like this because they can obviously hurt you both ways. And a little bit of everybody uh, might have a little less of everybody. I mentioned Benton at the top of the show um, and his availability. Uh, during Tuesday practice, uh, there was a couple of other players on the defensive two deep who were uh, wearing the yellow no contact. Um, I'm not going to mention their names. We were asked not to. So, And then another starter... Um, on the defense, uh, he did, he did uh, need to seek some medical attention um, during practice. We'll see uh, whether or not he's in the Yellow Jersey Club tomorrow. Again, names cannot be mentioned unless uh, USC releases names and injuries. So Dejon Benton, um, right hand. There is rumor circulating that he had surgery. Um, so it was probably some sort of broken bone that they had to go in there and, and repair real quickly. Again, we'll see if he'll be able to uh, club it up and play this Saturday. I'm thinking no. Rayleigh Brown, ankle, more probable, but still questionable. And then um, we'll see uh, how what the depth looks like on defense on Saturday. Again, if the names aren't mentioned, you can't talk about them. And I'm doing that because I want to maintain my access at practice. We were told you step over this line and um, your access to practice will be restricted. So I do not want to be put on suspension. All right. Uh, 
here's a question for the show, for the listeners and viewers. How do you feel about the way Lincoln is handling the left tackle spot? Um, I'm not a fan of the way he's approaching it. I got to admit. Um, and, you know, he's had some game film now to review. And so he gave his update after the game, after being able to review the film. Um, and I'm talking about the battle between Cortland Ford and Bobby Haskins. So Lincoln said, Lincoln said, I think you just got to let it play out. There's benefits to letting them continue to compete. We know we're going to need more than five offensive linemen this year. If it works out where somebody separates themselves, that's great. My hope is that somebody's playing unbelievable and that the other one is still playing really good. And that's the separation. Right now, that's what it would take because they're both playing pretty good. And we want them to step up and play great. Hmm. Uh, it kind of feels like a cop-out answer. You know, I are you... The other four starting offensive linemen have separated themselves and are playing great. Apparently, Cortland Ford and Bobby Haskins aren't playing great yet. Well, I thought they both looked pretty darn good on Saturday. Uh, I don't know. Let's see how it looked with... Let's see how he answers the question after game two. Okay, continue to give the benefit of the doubt, and it's not. Let's not speculate what could be behind all this. Let's give it one more game, and then we'll uh, start throwing out some speculation if we're getting a similar type of response to the question. Senior transfer Makai Blackman, cornerback from came over from Colorado. Uh, he asked. He he was able to give some his thoughts on this year's Stanford team. You know, he's seen quite a few. He's seen him for what, four, five, four years, five years of, since he's been in the conference. Um, and, you know, this year's Stanford team probably throws the ball a little bit more than they run the ball. Uh, maybe it's because they don't have the level of running back that uh, Stanford has been accustomed to. Maybe it's the offensive line. We'll get, we'll, I'll, I'll see if I can look. They played Colgate. They beat them forty-one to ten. It's hard to gauge what they are right now. Much like it's hard to gauge what you, who USC is right now after you know kicking the snot out of Rice. Uh, Stanford's starting running back is Emmett Smith's kid, and Tanner McKee is the um, is the quarterback. But Mackay said it's kind of exciting for me being a secondary guy. Of course, we're going to start to you know fit the run, but guarding passes where we make our money. So I'm looking forward to it. So that was his thought on going up against uh, Tanner McKee and Stanford throwing the ball. They're always going to be very physical. They're going to be a good group of guys who don't make many mistakes. So our mistakes have to be limited as well. And quote, Makai Blackman. Uh, Travis Dye is turning into one of the best quote machines and one of the funniest guys on the team, I gotta say. Um, he was asked about his uh, his blitz pickup against Rice, and he, he I guess he 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 likened it to a food analogy. I knew I had a route. I saw the defensive end coming up. 
you know he's showing all these ribs and I had to give him some bo- uh, some baby back ribs. Slap some barbecue sauce on there real quick. But yeah, you know, all my might went into a side, end quote. <laughs> so, um, you know, I we were talking about this. He had one of the best, um, I called it the uh, snot bubbler type of uh, blitz pickup on yesterday's show. This is what he was referring to. Perfect leverage. He got pads low and did what he needed to do. Uh, he he also is working on his uh, stand-up routine when describing uh, the many talents of starting quarterback Caleb Williams. And he said, quote, man, he's a special kid and he can do it all. He can literally do it all. He can pass. He can paint your back porch. He could walk your dog and he could run the ball. He's a great player, end quote. Uh, let me add something to that. Um on what Caleb can do. I was talking with someone who has uh, some NFL quarterback contacts and this particular NFL quarterback said uh, he believes that uh, Williams is the complete package and he's going to be a star in the NFL. Um, Generational talent is what we're talking about here. Not just physically, he was raving about his leadership and the mental side. Um, USC and USC fans, they can look forward to some good stuff with, with Caleb. Um, he, he's one of those just once in a, once in a generation type of player. So when you, when you're already being spoken about in those types of terms and you're just a, you know, a, a true sophomore in college. Wow. Um, sky's the limit for this young man and we're looking forward to watching him play here in Cardinal Gold and we get to see him play again this Saturday at Stanford on the road alright so USC the, uh, the new polls came out on Tuesday and USC moved up from number 14 to number 12 in the coaches poll I'm sure they were all tuned in watching on the Pac-12 network so they can uh, gauge the Trojans accurately. I hope you sense the sarcasm there in my in my voice. The AP poll also came out, and USC moved up four spots, putting them at number 10. So, as I mentioned above, this game is going to be primetime, ESPN, ABC. Um, they're going to be able to now set the narrative. USC is in perfect striking distance. Uh, perfect striking distance as long as they keep winning to be in the playoff talk now it's way early i know we're way i'm way ahead of myself um nevertheless here's where the propaganda machine starts espn primetime lincoln riley usc number 10 team in the country their favorite i believe at betonline.net uh, you can go check it out Minus 10 and a half, USC's favorite on the road. So there you go. Um, I, You know, if USC wins in impressive fashion, and they should, as long as they cover, that's going to be an impressive win on the road. That's what Lincoln Riley was talking about, where it's going to be gold. Um, this is where the power of the press, where the media can really help position them, the Trojans, perfectly by the time week six rolls around. 
that game on the road at Utah where they'll be able to go for more gold. Uh, you know, Utah, they dropped to number 13 in the AP poll after their loss up there at the Swamp. Uh, the Oregon Floats, they were deflated, and they fell out of the AP Top 25. Somehow or another, the coaches feel sympathetic and left them at number 24 after getting their bubble burst 49-3 to against Jaja, the Georgia Bulldogs. Your Top 25 poll. So, I'm going to go over the, let me go over the Top 25 real quick, and I'm going to leave this this show with a question and you guys can give me some feedback top 25 number one alabama number two georgia ohio state michigan clemson texas a&m oklahoma notre dame baylor number nine usc 10 11 oklahoma state florida utah 13 michigan state 14 miami comes in at 15 after thrashing bethune cookman 16, Arkansas, 17, Pitt Panthers, 18, NC State, Wisconsin, 19, Kentucky, number 20, BYU, 21, Ole Miss, 22, Wake Forest, 23, Tennessee Volunteers, 24, and your Houston Cougars, Joseph Manjack, number 25. So, let's take away Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. They are, we're going to put them up here where they belong. Which teams ahead of USC belong ahead of USC? In other words, could USC right now, could they beat Baylor, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, A&M, Clemson, and Michigan? That's your poll question locked on USC viewers and listeners. So when you come back and watch Locked On USC and you want to leave some comments, here you go. This is the perfect opportunity. Talk to me. I'll be back for another episode, and until then, you know what to do.